let's have some fun with things that rhyme. Welcome, kids. It's poetry time. Hip hip hooray! Hip hip hooray! Hip hip hooray! Welcome, everyone, to Kids Poetry Club with me, Little Dazzy Donuts. We're down to the last few weeks of the current competition on the topic of hopes and dreams. And I've been loving all of the poetry and art that we've received from around the world. In fact, we've received so many entries that Queenie and Chicken kindly offered to spend a few hours at the club this morning, going through them all and categorising them ready for review. I'm now on my way into the club to see how they're doing. Well, I just arrived at the club. Oh, that's interesting. Right outside the door, there's a tall stack of cardboard boxes. It looks like they've all been taped together. Well, this is definitely unexpected. Let's head in and see what's going on. Hello? Is anyone here? It seems that there isn't. I thought that Queenie and Chicken were going to be at the club working on the competition entries. Oh, hang on. I can hear them walking up the pathway now. Hi, Queenie. Hi, Chicken. Oh, hi, little Dazzy Donuts. Sorry we weren't here when you arrived. Oh, can you hang on a bow? I think I better sit down. Things are really spinning right now. That probably explains why you're meandering all over the place as you walk. Here, sit yourself down. Now, what have you been up to? Well, we were just out at the park. You know the one the other side of the green by the farm stand? Well, it has swings and slides, and most importantly, it has this amazing roundabout that you jump on and then push around with your feet. It goes so fast. That sounds like fun. Oh, it was fun, but we really weren't doing it for the fun. We were doing it as part of our preparations. Your preparations for what? For being astronauts. See, it all started when we were reviewing all of the poetry and art that has come into the competition, and we saw that several entries are about space travel and trips to the moon. Well, after we saw those, we just had to try it ourselves. So being in the park was part of your preparations for being astronauts. It was. Chicken and I are doing a space flight, and as our research has taught us, you can't just head into space. You have to first go through years of preparation. Well, unfortunately, we can't wait years, but we do have a few spare hours to get ourselves ready. And given that it's me and Chicken, I fully expect a few hours to be all we really need before we're ready for space. Gosh, I have so many questions. I suppose that this all has something to do with the stack of cardboard boxes outside of the club. Stack of cardboard boxes? Outside the club? Huh, well that's unusual. I don't know anything about that. You must have seen them all as you walked into the club. Uh, nope. Let's look out the window and see what's out there. Oh, well, all I could see is our rocket. By any chance, is your rocket made of cardboard boxes? Oh, uh, I could see how it might look like that to the untrained eye. But that's definitely a rocket. It's jet-propelled and built for space travel. Chicken and I should know. We made it ourselves using only the finest available materials. So the plan then is for the two of you to head into space on that rocket. It most definitely is. 
And that's exactly why we're preparing ourselves just like the astronauts would. And why we're on the roundabout at the park. We'd read the astronauts experiencing G-force during takeoff that's roughly three times the gravity they normally experience on Earth. Professional astronauts normally prepare themselves by doing what's called high-G training. We looked into it, and there's no high-G training anywhere around here. Well, I don't know why. <laughs> so us amateur astronauts went for the next best thing. The roundabout? Exactly! Spinning fast around that for a few minutes was surely a good preparation for taking off in our rocket. However, it has left us a little queasy, and the world is still spinning, too. But that's all to be expected when you're preparing to be an astronaut. I tell you what, how about I play you some poems while you recover? I have a few poems with me that have been sent in for the current competition on the topic of hopes and dreams. Let's see what we have here. Oh yes, how about we start with this one? It's from Amog in the United States and is called Dreams. Here's Amog's poem now. They come to us from far away. No one knows from where. They spark imagination. They can be based on hope, desire, and longing. They can also be the starters of illusion. They help us overcome. They represent much more than a lot. They give us satisfaction. They inspire us to work hard. Not only dream big, but set your heart to achieving those dreams. A big thank you to Amog for your wonderful poem. You've done a great job of exploring the importance of dreams and how they can spark imagination and inspiration and also drive us to making those dreams become a reality. Your poem definitely highlights the potential and power of dreams. Thank you so much for writing it and for sending it in. OK, up next we have Ume from India with the poem Dream Castle. Let's hear Ume's poem now. I want to build my own castle, a castle of my dreams, where every room have a different story, every window show the different glory. There will be fun, joy and happiness, a castle of my imagination. But what keep it forever is just a dream. Thank you so much, Ume, for your thought-provoking poem. I really like how you describe a dream castle that houses your dreams, where each room contains a different dream story. As you say in your final line, what keeps this castle going forever is that it's a dream, and so it's providing something that couldn't be achieved otherwise. Thank you so much for your poem and for recording it so nicely. OK then, Queenie, how are you feeling now? Have you recovered from your G-Force training? We have. In fact, we've recovered so much that we're now able to proceed to the next step of our training. Which is? Preparing ourselves for the challenges of eating in space. You see, everyone has to eat, even astronauts. But there aren't any grocery stores in space, and so once you're up there, you can't just pop into the shop to buy some bread or a few bananas. Because space travel takes a long time, astronauts have to figure out how to keep food for lengthy periods without it going off. We read all about this, and it seems that the most common way of doing this is by dehydrating food. So by removing water, storing it safely, then adding water back in when it's time to eat. 
Well, that all makes perfect sense. So you're going to practice rehydrating foods. Actually, the closest we could get is eating some dried foods. I know it's not the same, but I think it will work for our space flight. I mean, it's not like we're going to travel to the moon and back. We're only planning on going up for a few hours because Chicken has a jazz quartet practice session tonight. So we should be fine just to take a few dried snacks with us on our trip. I suspect you are. Okay, so the next step is for you to practice eating in space by munching some dried snacks. We are. Here we have a nice selection that Chicken picked up at the grocery store. We have some dried mango, dried figs, dried blueberries, and dried pineapple. So the next step in our preparation is to practice eating these dried fruits. Okay, well, the life of an astronaut certainly is a tough one. I tell you what, while you sit there nibbling dried fruits, how about I play you two more poems? Up next, we have Ayushman from India with the poem Dreams. Here's Ayushman's poem now. Dreams may be turned into real if you struggle for that, but not if you sleep and dream to be. Dreams are so perplexing. Dreams are so confusing. Dreams occur to be happy and also so sad. Dreams are what that helps to target our aim. All can see dreams by sleeping, but none can see by sitting. Thank you so much, Ayushman, for your poem. I really like how you explore dreaming something and then making that dream come true. As you call out in your poem, you can dream simply by sleeping, but you won't see that dream become a reality by just sitting around. You have to work at it. Thank you so much for writing your poem and sending it into the club. Okay, up next we have Trishna from the United States with the poem The Streets of India. Here's Trishna's poem now. Streets of India are the streets of color. The streets of India are the streets of music. Streets of India are the streets of dancing. The streets of India are full of joy. Colors are everywhere and the music is here and there. Dancing is up and down. The joy is all around. Streets of India are my homeland, where I am from and where I stand. Streets of India is the place to be. Joy and laughter always fill the streets. Thank you, Trishna, for your wonderful poem. With this competition topic of hopes and dreams, We've received a lot of poems about what people hope for and dream about. Your poem does a great job of going beyond that by describing a scene that generates a sense of hope in the reader. I really like how you've described the streets of India in a way where someone would hope to visit them someday. Thank you so much for sharing your poem and for recording it so nicely. Okay then, Queenie, how's it going preparing yourself for space travel? It's going so well. We've practiced coping with forces of gravity and eating dried food. And so now we're ready. We just need to put on our spacesuits. Of course, you'll need a proper spacesuit if you're traveling up into space, even if it's just for a few hours. Uh, you'd think so, yes. But we looked for a spacesuit around town. Nobody has one in stock. And so we need to cut a few quarters on what we'll wear on our rocket. In the absence of a spacesuit, I'm therefore going with the next best thing. Which is? Well, the ski suit. It comes with matching ski boots, too, which feels very fashionable. And a motorcycle helmet. Now, I know this won't look perfect if you're close up, but if you stand well back, 
I'll look exactly like a proper astronaut. I believe you. But what about Chicken? Does she have a snowsuit too? Well, Chicken's spacesuit was a little more challenging, but we did get there. Here we have a wonderful bicycle helmet for her, which is perfect for any bumpy takeoffs of the rocket. Well, we couldn't find a ski suit with Chicken's size, or any ski boots, come to think about it. But we did find this old dressing-up costume that'll do the trick. This yellow and black piece here? Yes, it's a bee costume. See, it has wonderfully fluffy yellow and black horizontal stripes. Oh, and fake bee wings, too. But doesn't Chicken already have her own wings? Well, she does, but these bee wings go with the costume. And so we're sticking with it. Now, I know that this bee costume doesn't exactly look authentic, either as a bee or as an astronaut. As in, I don't think an astronaut has ever gone into space looking like this. But don't you think they would if they could? You're probably right. If I was an astronaut, I'd want to head into space dressed as a bee for sure. Okay then, so what happens next? While we get our space suits on, do you have another little poem, Little Dazzy Donuts? I do, Queenie. This final poem is from Sanskriti in India, and the poem's called If I Was a Bird. Here's Sanskriti's poem now. If I was a bird, then I would fly in the blue sky. Then my chirp would be heard. I would sit on the tall trees high and would eat all the fruits there. Then we'll fly far away from the darkest jungle to the brightest hills. And we'll lay on the white cotton clouds of soft feelings. We'll stay independently and we'll fly high so that the world can see me. Thank you so much, Sanaskriti, for your inspirational poem. What a nice thought to hope to be a bird. In your poem, you share all of the joys of being a bird, and I really like the way you describe being able to fly so high that the world could see you. How fantastic! Thank you so much for writing your poem and sending it into the club. OK then, Queenie, is it time for your space flight now? It is. We're fully prepared and both have our spacesuits on now, too. So we're off to the rocket. <laughs> Don't worry, though. We'll be back in a few hours. Oh, and before I forget, the rocket engines will shoot out a lot of flames when we blast off. And so you might be safer to stay in the club. Well, if you want, you can watch us out the window, though. Okay, I will. After all, how often does anyone get to see a space rocket take off from right outside of their own building? Good luck to both of you, and have a safe flight. Well, who would have thought that a few cardboard boxes could create so much fun? Well, while Queenie and Chicken climb into their rocket, I want to thank everyone for joining us for this episode. It's been so lovely to spend time with you. Thank you for joining me. Queenie and Chicken. I also want to thank our poets, Amog, Ayushman, Sanaskriti, Trishna and Ume. Don't forget that you can enter your own poems into the current competition on hopes and dreams. Find all of the information you need at kidspoetryclub.com. And don't forget that the closing date for entries 
is January the 29th. I hope you enjoyed yourself and hope you'll be back for more next time the club meets. Join us again on Monday when we'll have a brand new topic and new poems. As always, let's finish with our short goodbye poem. We've had some fun with things that rhyme. Goodbye, kids. Until next time. This is Little Dazzy Donuts saying, keep rhyming. Okay, well, I bet Queenie and Chicken will be in their rocket by now. Hang on, what's that sound? Where did all the cardboard boxes go? Queenie? Chicken? Are you out here?